You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. Respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present, and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded, it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. Why do we want it? Why do we ask? Why do we want it? No! I haven't flip-flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no, and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this matter, over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what it was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to... You are listening to Represent. It is our show before the break, last Ooh. show of season one. Exciting days, everyone. I am here with Lachlan and Freddie. It is the gang in the studio today we on our uni breaks. Back at it again, yeah. <laughs> the grind really never stops, it does never it? never stops. <laughs> <laughs> and Naya's out shooting photos of a horse. I thought you were about to say shooting horses, and I was like, Well, I was not going to say that. (laughs) She's not doing that. She's taking photos of horses. As one does. Good for her. We should talk about that in two weeks. Yeah. When we get back from the break, we can review Naya's photos. Yeah. Definitely. That is such a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to chat about the chaos that keeps on happening within the Liberal Party. Our weekly segment on the Liberal Party. It's literally our weekly Liberal segment and then our fortnightly voice segment. Yeah. It's just all in one. It's going to be completely regular from now on, I think. Um, we're <laughs> like going... a little sting, like a, a theme song, right? But ba dum Liberals That'd be voice. Great. <laughs> just change the name of the show to the Liberal Variety Hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Uh, Freddie, what's your segment on? Yep, so I'm talking about vaping. The government Beautiful. is looking to crack down really, on it. <laughs> and a Nationals MP has made some interesting comments about it. So we're going to have a chat about that. Love it. I mean, we, we covered vaping a couple of weeks ago. So it yeah, feels I like think that was that. before you joined, though. Yeah, so. no, but it, I've no, been I'm here all it's, season. It's, I don't know what you're talking a, about. You know, it's like that secondhand smoke that just kind of lingers yeah, in the air. Yeah, it's always here. It sticks around. It's always yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And Lachlan, your segment. Yeah. Or, well, we're getting a little bit sporty. Oh, Um, there's a bit of drama with obviously the ongoing um, occupation of Ukraine by Russia. (laughs) Believe it or not, that's actually dramatic. Yes, yes, no, well, that's not the, you know, I think that's what you would expect the drama to be. No, but there's also drama off the battlefield because as that continues, there are, you know, concerns around, you know, should Russian athletes be allowed to compete in sporting events. We've seen that at the Australian Open, and we also might see that at the Olympics next year. So it might be derailing Mm. the plans of what should be, at least that's their kind of stated aim, to be a very apolitical platform. They may have to make a statement. Interesting. Well, 
We will hear more about all of those topics in a minute. But first, we're going to have a song. This is called Smoking by Pip Millet. It's quite topical, really, with your segment. Yes, Maybe it is. Maybe we'll do that one next. We're playing <laughs> vaping after this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you are listening to Represent. Stay with us. About Go. vaping. Put the vapes down, guys, and pay attention because yeah. we've got some interesting stuff here. So, listen up. We've had a fair bit going on with vaping in Australia the past couple of weeks. We've had the Nationals leader, David Littleproud, go, hey, let's just treat them like cigarettes. Interesting take. Let's just go with that, especially because we have so many children, as young as 11 now, who are just buying these illegal vapes over and over and over and absolutely ruining their not, lungs, allegedly. Not even allegedly. buying them, like trading Just trading them. them. In, the, in the school playground. Well, no, because that's so interesting, because they just bulk buy them from, like... Where do they even bulk buy them from? And then they just sell them uh, to their I mates. I look like a vapor, Freddie? I... Does he look 11 either? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's insane. When I was 11, like, what was I even doing? Like, I was playing Minecraft. I don't know. Realistically, what, yeah, me too. Yeah. So it's like the, the, the fact that kids are vaping at 11 years old is just so scary to me. And now they're all like little entrepreneurs mm. trading their vapes mm. around and selling them in like the little school playground. Like when I when I was in year seven, I was selling Kit Kats in the school playground, not vapes. Good for you. So thank you. Yeah. Get that bank. Yeah, and then the school put a stop to that one, so that Freddie was great. Freddie I quit sugar today, and he's really yeah. Me. <laughs> Would you like a Kit Kat? <laughs> I'd love a Kit Kat. I will pay right now. you two dollars to eat a Kit Kat. How much were you selling them for? I was selling them for like two or three bucks. Oh, you're um, a ripper. Yeah, I was ripping them off, but also, where else were you getting it? I didn't have any competition. I mean, if, if that's what the market was willing to pay. Yeah, exactly, and they were. Trust me, yeah. it was so good. So anyway, so we've seen the Nationals try and say, let's deregulate vaping. Uh, let's just introduce licenses to shops to sell vapes, um, like almost sort of kind of like cigarettes are at the moment. And then we've seen today Britain are taking a completely different angle to it, and they're going to be encouraging smokers to swap for vapes instead. Um, they're going to be providing uh, one million vapor starter kits. I don't know what that even Jeez. means uh, to British smokers, and it's supposed to help reduce the smoking rate fr uh, from thirteen percent to five percent, which is just kind of crazy because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of research to indicate that vaping has a relatively similar effect on your health to smoking. Like yeah. it's not exactly the best trade you can make, right? Yeah, well, I guess if they can transition to nicotine-free vapes eventually, mm. I feel like that's probably the goal. I haven't heard about this story, but that would be my guess. But still, like, it doesn't make it the right thing to do. No, exactly. And there was a report that was released last Friday that said that there's very limited evidence that it even helps you curb sort of like those urges. That was done by ANU. Um so it's just like what there's not a whole lot of gain to be had here you're trading in one addictive substance for another addictive substance mm. well for the same exactly <laughs> yeah m more, m pretty much yeah you're just putting it into like a different sort of medium yeah it's like what do you guys think do you guys reckon you, if hypothetically you were smokers would you trade it for a vape i know I think tough I question would. you would yeah because i mean it's less expensive Cigarettes are really no, that's expensive true. because of all the taxes and tariffs and things that mm. have been gradually put on them. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's probably, at this point, more easily accessible, to be honest. It's like if you walk around in Melbourne for, like, ten minutes, there's, like, a vape shop on every other As corner. As we said last time, yeah. we could put on a three-minute song and we could be back in here with vapes. Exactly. By the end of that song. There's that new one, like, next to Melbourne Central. Yeah. It's exactly. just across from our studios. 
and that one came under fire. You guys see that like serial vapist sign yes. that they had up, and they took it down recently. That's the name of their shop. Is that the name of their That's shop? The name oh of their shop. god! I had not heard about. Had that. you not seen that? No, yeah. it was Very like interesting. Yeah. It had a lot of controversy because you can sort of yeah. see where the parallel is there. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess it's interesting to see Britain. They're going with a very different angle to what we're going with. Australia is under pressure to ban vapes entirely, except, I guess, if you're the nationals. Um, and Britain's like, hey, everyone just have fun. Everyone just vape. Like, that's fine. Yeah, I guess the possible value proposition here is that cigarettes... You, you you kind of you get what you get and you don't get upset there. You can't yeah. adjust and you don't have that granular control over what's in the cigarette as much as you do or purportedly do. Or you think you do over exactly. the vape, mm. right? In terms of oh well I can just put in vape juice with, you know, less nicotine in it. Or I can yeah. do this. But again, there are many, you know, um, vape juices found out there where they were tested in a lab and it was found out that what people thought was in them wasn't in them yeah when it comes to you know using them as an addiction aid as we discussed last time there simply aren't the long-term studies out there because they haven't existed in the long term so how can we know without a time machine so really the question then becomes who is supporting those studies to occur so that we can have a more informed discussion Mm. yeah it's definitely super important because i mean we're hearing things about kids with like collapsed lungs at 12 years oh, old because God. they've been vaping so much and it's just I mean that just blows my mind that's just scary yeah yeah it really is oh no I'm not I'm not I'm not a big fan of it especially because I think the smell absolutely reeks right like no matter what flavor you're putting in those things yeah sick of smelling them on trams please stop Me too. yeah and I guess it's also like they haven't been able to do these studies because they've just flat out been illegal like it's imp- like you can't import a vape into Australia at the moment because it's illegal, but people still do it anyway, and they're still so widely available. So because of these like um, restrictions on what we can do with them, no one's been able to do studies on them. Yeah, very true. Yeah, I guess any studies that could be done, it would still be technically illegal. Yeah, exactly. I haven't <laughs> thought about that actually. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, the eleven-year-olds that that's fine. They can do it, but the study's not not happening. Yeah. As, yeah, of course. So I think there's been a lot of laws that have restricted sort of the discussion around them. So it's like, do we ban them entirely? Are they actually going to help? What's going to happen? We'll have to see how the Britain one I sort mean, of turns out. I mean, surely we're like in too deep now for them to say, no, we can't have any vapes. Well, yeah, because it's been, it's been illegal regardless, and you're not even supposed to own like a nicotine vape without a prescription. Exactly. Um, it's so widespread. <laughs> yeah, like... we, can, we can see how, that's, how those laws are going. Yeah. And we, of course, saw David Littlepratt even said, like, yeah, while we were in government, um, they sort of failed to protect children from this, from the access to vapes. Mm. That's a really big thing to say, I think. Yeah. We don't, yeah. You know, we've, that's kind of been a theme this season, right, where we've gone, you know, are we really... Do we want to, I guess, punish the behaviour that we're looking for here? This is actually an admission of fault. Mm. And that's such a rare thing from a politician, whether it be from Lydia Thorpe, Earlier in the earlier in the season, we were talking about you know withdrawing from her party and going. Well, I can't support this platform. I need to be my own person. You know, yeah. it's very rare to have a politician who appears to be a little more honest than their colleagues. Yeah, that's true. It is definitely. But is this just a ploy to get his sort of idea for vaping 
into Parliament because he's like, we failed, let's introduce this licensing exactly, to not guess fail who, in the future. Exactly, because guess who donates to David Littleprout? <gasps> Tobacco companies. Ding, 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 ding. The only party that still takes donations from tobacco companies is the Nationals. Exactly. So it's like, that's a bit sus. Only a little bit. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an interesting one. Mm. Shall we leave it there? I reckon. Or do we have more to say? No. We have got time if you have any final I thoughts. I feel like we've got a lot of Liberal stuff to get through True. as well. That's we a big too. segment. It's, pre- a, it's a packed show. There's a lot that's happening Yeah, we've, today. Got, we've got the Liberals is going to take over this whole hour. Alright, well in that case, let's go to a song. This is Catch Up by Romeo Walker. You're listening to Represent. We'll be back in 3 minutes and 20 seconds. Sorry, everyone. Alrighty. Yeah. Last week, after the show, the Liberals announced their formal opposition to the voice to Parliament. What a shock. I know. Who could have guessed that? I know. Fancy what? that. So they'd been allegedly considering and considering and considering, and then they finally made a decision <gasps> that could possibly have been predicted. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. So at least two people have quit the party since then. Yeah. Ken Wyatt the former Minister for Indigenous Australians, first Indigenous Member of Parliament in the Lower House, Mm. uh, quit the party. To be fair, he's not a current MP. True. Because he lost his seat. But not the best look, is it? No. And then the current uh, Minister for Indigenous Australians also quit the front bench. He didn't quit the party. Yeah. Which I think is an interesting decision, which we can go into. Yeah. Um... Why didn't he leave the party, guys? We were just talking about this before, actually, we before were. the show. And now I'm like, oh, damn, we shouldn't have talked about that. No, <laughs> we can, no. say, it again. We can no, still we'll say it, say it again. but essentially you can't vote against party wishes if you're... Yeah. Yeah. That's if the, the, the policy is if you cabinet. are in, not just in cabinet, even the party whip, any position, if you have a job title in the party and the party's voting one way, you have to vote in the party. So they can give yeah. their ministers a conscience vote. Yeah. But that only extends to backbenchers. But I'm saying, what? why didn't he quit the party? Why did he just go to the backbench? That's, that's, I think it's an interesting... In his Facebook post, mm. he said that he still supports everything else about the Liberal Party. He still supports all of the values. And Which I think is fascinating. It, it, yeah, com- okay. it, com- it comes back to right Lydia Thorpe quitting the Greens yeah. over her wanting to vote no. Why didn't she just move to, well, I guess the Greens... It's such a small party, there isn't really a front bench and a back bench. But, yeah, true. you know, why did she quit the party? And for her, it was such an irreconcilable difference and mm. such a big part of the party platform to her where it appears for, you know, in, in this instance, it might not necessarily be as important and in, a, in terms of the whole party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. I mean, Julian Lisa in particular, he, like, skipped the press conference last week where they announced their formal opposition. Yeah. And they said he's that just gone home for Passover. And it, I think everyone was a bit like, has he so really? It was a bit obvious what's going on. Has he really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Albo has said, you know, quitting the front bench, it's a principled response. Everyone said this. Penny Wong, um, Bridget Archer, interestingly, mm. um, has said that. 
she has decided to remain in the party, which personally I didn't expect. I would have expected her to be speaking out based on her past record in her ability to go against the party wishes and kind of not toe the party line quite so much as the rest of the Liberals. Yeah. I'm surprised that she has stayed so silent on this, on The Voice. To be fair, I feel like that might be, though, her history of going against the party and not being kicked out of the party might be Mm. why she feels empowered to stay, and that might extend to Julian as well, where he feels like, well, I don't have to walk away from the whole party because I am still able to exercise my own vote and, you know, use my conscience vote without throwing away the whole party. Very true. So that might be why Bridget's also in the same boat and they're, they're forming a little club. Yeah, a little club of anti-liberal liberals. <laughs> yeah. Um, so should they have just said, you know, it's going to be a no-confidence vote? People have called... Oh, Pauline Hanson has called from for Simon Birmingham to resign. Like, is this just going to trigger a slew of resignations across the liberal front bench? More liberal losses unheard yeah. of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might be growing a little bit bigger, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a vote of, you know, a confidence vote, voting on your principles, surely that would have kind of avoided this issue, this whole problem that's Well, that's created. the thing, right? It's not the best look to have the former spokesperson on Indigenous issues go, actually, in order to represent Indigenous people and to do that, as fully as I want to, I can't officially on paper represent Indigenous people. Yeah. Like, in order to actually vote in a way that I think is going to represent them, I can't be the Indigenous representative. Yeah. That's a little bit cooked. It is. Yeah. But, you know, it's an interesting... It's Like, it's just... It's an interesting scenario they've got themselves into. Definitely. And I think it's interesting that he's still advocating for amendments. Hmm. Like, he's not necessarily just taking it as is. He's really trying to encourage Albo to add amendments to the voice and change it to be, you know, a way that the Liberals want it to be. And I think it's interesting that a lot of the Liberals have been complaining and saying he didn't engage with us, he didn't engage with us, when Albo the whole time has been saying, I'm engaging with you so much Mm. all the time, I'm engaging. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, who to believe? (laughs) More discord amongst the Liberals. Exactly. (laughs) No one ever knows what's going on in there. I don't think any of them know what's going on in there, honestly. No, that's very true. I well, saw Peter Dutton on Insiders the other week. He didn't seem to know. No. <laughs> I mean, the leader of the Liberals exactly. doesn't even know what's going on in his own party. I mean, apparently in the Shadow Cabinet meeting, uh, Simon Birmingham, Maurice Payne and Paul Fletcher pushed back against um, opposing The Voice. And then in the mm. party room meeting, Bridget Archer, Andrew Bragg, Russell Broadbent, and apparently Richard Colbeck as well, uh, also spoke out. I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And now they've all just got to vote no. Enough people to form their own party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lowercase l liberals. <laughs> Could it be an actual party? Oh. I don't see why not. So That'd be fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Julian Lisa has said he'll still support Peter Dutton. He's still on the backbench. He said, I'm a loyal member of the Liberal Party. I'm proud to be the Liberal member for Barara. I'm not going anywhere in terms of my support for the Liberal Party. Everybody mm. has to make their own decision about these matters, and that's what I'm doing today. I mean, that to me sounds like we should be having a, confi- a conscience vote. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been saying confidence vote this you, whole time. You have, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> I mean, a confidence vote might be coming up as well. we'll yeah, see. true. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. Well, I meant conscience. <laughs> um, I mean, I just think this kind of... That statement wasn't originally the one he released to say he's resigning from the front bench, but I just think it sounds so much like we should be having a conscience vote, we should be having a conscience vote. It's like, well... It's a bit late for that now. Yeah. yeah. We've sort of lost the chance for that now. The train's left the station. Exactly. And then he said, my final goal for this term is to work for the election of a coalition government under the leadership of Peter Dutton. In Peter Dutton, we have the most experienced and tested opposition leader in our history. He has been tested. He has. Yeah, he has. He has. Been tested. But I'm not sure that there's a lot of confidence in him at the moment. No, that's the thing. That interview on Insiders the other week... Mm. It was the night after the Aston by-election, which was yeah. quite significant, and he just didn't seem very confident in himself. Yeah, which I yeah, think is kind of one of the only things you need in politics. You need to just believe in yourself. Just look to Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, his, He'll never give up. His self-confidence got him elected. Yeah. Even Joe Biden today, he's going to run in 2024. I know. He's backing himself. Oh, my he God. He is. Yeah. Well, he said, he said he's going to run in 2024, but he's not going to announce it yet. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Yes, yeah, so that was the, that was the sentence. How do you announce it and not announce it at the same time? What? I don't know. I mean, because they have to officially launch the campaign and things. When you're 82, different things make sense to you. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe that. I cannot imagine that. Like 82 <laughs> weekend at Bernie's. Is yeah. oh so true. Is he is he the oldest president that America's yes. had? Yeah, he had. He and is. he will be next time. And if he will he wins. be next time if he wins. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. I still Constantly think raising the bar. My favorite yeah. Biden moment is when he played Despacito at that um that rally. <laughs> yeah. That um I don't remember what it was exactly, but it was incredibly inappropriate. He like stood there playing like an MP3 off his phone, oh, and he was just no sort of like way. nodding along to it until someone was like. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not over him trying to get onto the Air Force plane, and he was, like, trying to get up the stairs, and that's, like, me trying to yeah, and then he climb fell. up stairs regularly. Oh, fell multiple God. times. Yeah. I mean, like, I can relate, but, but also, that's the thing, right? not a good he, image. He got up, yeah. he got up, and he kept, kept going. He going. fell a third time, but he got good up and he kept him. going. Perseverance is key, everyone. Maybe that's what Peter Dutton needs. Exactly. Maybe he needs he to needs fall down confidence. the stairs a He needs to back himself. He needs to pick himself back up. We should be a motivational speakers, I think. We'd yeah. be great at it. I yeah. think so. So just to finish off with The Voice, the Liberal Party's stance has been condemned by Indigenous leaders like Noel Pearson, who called it a Judas betrayal. Goddamn. I All mean, right. good timing with Easter. Yeah. <laughs> Very fitting. Yeah. And Ken Wyatt, of course. I mean, it just seems like The Voice is causing a lot of chaos at the moment. And I don't know whether that's going to decrease as we get closer to the vote or if it'll get worse and worse and worse. I think we're only going to see it get worse and worse and worse as more people try and sway more votes leading yeah. up to the referendum. Unfortunately, I think you're totally yeah. right there. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to see it decrease anytime soon because it's such a big it's such a big thing that we're looking at here. And it it's really such a is. big vote. It's very divisive amongst many different groups. Definitely. And it seems that even those groups are divisive amongst themselves, as we've seen in the Liberals. Exactly. It's just like everything is splintering off yeah. into itself. Everyone's got their own little factions that they're forming. 
and we're going to see where all the cards but fall that's come a referendum what makes day. Politics so entertaining, exactly. That's what makes and the so Liberals a broad church party. <laughs> they are they are a broad church, but you know, like we don't have Real Housewives of Melbourne on at the moment. We I, don't have Real Housewives of Sydney. We've got question time. We do, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. This is all we need. It's nice to see Australian Survivor continue on in politics. Yes, exactly. we've got all yes. our different alliances here. And I told, I said I would talk about Survivor once on this show when I got on here, and I finally got here. We've got all the different alliances. We've got all the blind sides. Got all the blind sides. We've got all the betrayals. The tribal vote is exactly actual referendum or tribal council. Exactly. And whose torch is going to be snuffed at the end? We'll never know. Dun dun dun. On that note, to a song. Which song? Called Final by Solo. Oh, that's fitting. Yeah. Final of Survivor. Exactly. Alrighty. Um, we will be back imminently. <laughs> a little bit. We're like what? For the listeners at home. In. For the listeners at home, um, Naya normally comes in. We we love Naya's contributions every week. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been out for a while, but Naya today, as as we as we told you earlier, she's out shooting horses and <laughs> <laughs> with her camera. In an and ethical, with her camera. In an ethical way. So yeah. But, but before she got this was very sudden. She was called away to. It was to sh- two o'clock this afternoon. It was like photograph horses. Listen, yeah. but when you're a journalist, like news stories call. Like I respect it. I respect the hustle, um, but. By the time she got called away to, you know, um, to shoot the horses, we've got... That's just that's just how I'm saying it now. I was like... <laughs> that's really terrible. We are going to get, like, not, sued by, yeah, for animal a, We cruelty. just need to clarify, it is a photo shoot. Brought to you the by the RSPCA. Melbourne Cup. Um, yeah. But, anyway, hold on. We're taking a photo now. For We're taking a photo time. So, by okay, the time beautiful. she got called away and, you know, stories called as they do, all she had written in our... We we plan out the show. I know it doesn't sound like it's planned sometimes, but it very <laughs> much is. We do plan it's organic, it out. But it's it's one hour it's before we go to we air. Do, we do, we exactly. do, we do. But she was called away two hours before. You can see where it's gone wrong here. So all we had in our document was Ukraine, Russia, and Paris, twenty twenty four. That's that's, the, that's the show. That's Thanks, guys. Tune in next season. That's all the context. Week off now. It's like, listen, we can we can make it work. What's going on with Ukraine, Russia, and Paris, twenty twenty four? I'll tell you what's going on. I found out. This is our sports report for the day. I've got to do my sports journal voice as well. Oh, all right. Okay, so the, the International Olympic Committee, right, they've got this executive board, and they are recommending, right, that we have neutral athletes from Russia, from Belarus, to allow them back into international athletics competitions. So allow them to represent their countries and to compete at the Olympics and at all of these world-level events. I've got to stop doing that voice because that's the voice of someone I know when they're you, like being crazy. You don't need to do that because when <laughs> so, I look at you, Lachlan, I just think sport. Yeah. yeah you I'm really actually, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a sports scarf today. Is, yeah. So it's working. Anyway, um, what's that, like, that's not just a move by the Olympic Committee. Um, the International Fencing Federation, or the FEE, have voted... 8848 also in support of having Russians and Belarusian passport holders being able to return to international competition. So mm. on this executive management level, it's very much in favour of we should open up our competitions to competition. But then we've got France, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Finland and Poland cancelling their fencing competitions, cancelling international events because they're not on board Oh wow! with it's Russian athletes, with Belarusian athletes competing. Yeah. So there is very much... We were talking about discord in the Liberal Party. 
there is also very much discord and political intrigue right now in the sporting world. I don't think there's a single group out there right now that's, like, all united. Like, what's in going the on? world. Yeah, in, in the, the entire, entire world. world. Everyone is at war with each other. No, that's Never so been more true. polarized. Yeah. It's like even, you know... Things at like random unis, random schools. Exactly. People are beefing. Yeah, everyone's beefing. <laughs> Everyone, Where, everyone's just a little bit upset right now. So, yeah. fair enough, too. It's a rough time at the moment. Yeah. Let's give them some grace. Look, it, yeah, everyone's having a rough moment. So, that's the situation is we have the executive management of the sporting competitions and of the Olympics saying one thing, but then the actual organizers of the competition saying another and going, we're not comfortable with having, you know, this you know, um, these athletes into our competitions again because, right, there's the kind of two dominant viewpoints here. One being that Russia is currently engaged in an occupation of Ukraine, um, currently under investigation as well for war crimes as part of that occupation. Like, this is quite serious. And so to have someone compete under their country's flag and endorse that country on the international stage, right now that's not very palatable for a lot of people. On the other side, and where certainly the Olympic organisers will be coming from, where the fencing federation organisers will be, is that these international competitions should be a platform for unity. They should be a platform for setting that standard of what we should be, even if that's not necessarily reflected in these military occupations. It should be a platform for that for that unity and for those discussions to begin to take place, leading by example, if you will. So there are plenty of people going, we need to leave politics off the pitch, off the sports field. Mm. Yeah. Which is easy to say, but... Not easy done. No. Exactly. And not easily justified either. No. no. It's Well, it's a really... It's a, it's a difficult question to reconcile, and that's why there is this division. So, for example, right, Poland, they were holding fencing events, and they said, you know what, we will let... Russian and Belarusian athletes compete in our events. That's totally fine. You can come. You've just got to agree to some conditions. You've got to say you don't support the war in Ukraine, which is a flagrant violation of international law and international treaties. This is the wording of the contract. You've got to meet the conditions of neutrality, so you are not associated with the regime, again, the wording of the contract of Vladimir Putin, against whom the International Criminal Court in The Hague has issued an arrest warrant as a person suspected of committing war crimes in Ukraine. Just to interrupt you there, we haven't talked about that. No. I, my little global politics brain, went insane when that happened. I was like, whoa, like, that's quite... That's a big step. That's big. That's a big step. It's big, and it means, effectively, that um, Putin can't leave the country anymore. Yeah. Which, yeah... I was like, that, like, kind of got me going. <laughs> Imagine if we had Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin arrested in the same year. Far out. Crazy. That would be a big year for... How cool would that be? 2023 is really shaping up to be an interesting year. It, it definitely yeah. is. Oh, my God. Would that be enforceable, though? The arrest warrant? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, theoretically, right? Okay. Let's take it back to 2021 when I was doing global politics. <laughs> yes. We've just engaged global that. politics, yeah. Bridie here. So we did, um, we did the ICC as one of our institutions of global governance. There we go. Um, there was an arrest warrant for Omar al-Bashir out for years, who was the Sudanese president, I believe. Um, that may be wrong, two years ago. So if I get things wrong, don't come at me. But he went to like 30 different countries in Africa. Uh, Some of them were signatories to the ICC, not all of them, but some of them. And he was never arrested. He was eventually arrested 
um, and I forget how that ended up happening. But, like, it is possible, absolutely, to travel to countries that are not going to arrest you, even though, even if they are a signatory to the ICC, mm. right? I think that's that was a really interesting case study for me. There were a few, but that was the one that I remember. <laughs> um, but I think in Europe, it's much harder. Realistically, Putin's not going to be going to, like, Nigeria, you know, places in Africa no. that aren't signatories or that are and don't really care. Yeah. Realistically, if he goes anywhere, he's going into Europe somewhere. Yeah, no more holidays in, in Spain or Portugal, that's for sure. Exactly. Their summer is looking more a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're yeah. just, I think there's a bigger global stage in European countries. Mm. They'll be criticised a lot more if they were to let him get away with it. But also just from the perspective of Russia has nuclear weapons. Mm, good point. Absolutely. Do you really arrest the Russian president and start something? But they... Things have been started. There's sanctions on him. There's sanctions mm. on everyone mm. and their dog. Like, mm. yeah, I reckon if he leaves the country, if people can get their hands on him, I reckon he'll yeah. be arrested. Yeah, so, despite the nuclear threat that yeah. that poses. And that would be that would be huge. If that it would be massive. huge. So stepping back, we would those... have like an emergency show. Yeah. Be like everyone in the studio right now. Taking over. <laughs> We're live. <laughs> yeah. We're live. Exactly. Just interrupt one of the other shows. Like the get ho- out the of the studio. The hoist has been complaining for the last couple of weeks about how we we go on air too long. <laughs> Which we do, to be fair. Yeah, oh, we sorry, guys. We absolutely do. We absolutely do. We're claiming the studio. No, That's ours. No, no local think, music. I think no. everyone at Sin can agree that we no have local the music. For yeah. That. yeah, exactly. No, it's done. It's finished. <laughs> Every other show is over. Yes, but coming back to those sanctions, that is kind of in the sporting world, right? They also apply. So there's economic sanctions, but there's also these these sporting sanctions. And so Poland's going. Look, if we're going to hold an international fencing tournament because that's where we were two tangents ago, um, you have to agree to these conditions that you don't support the war in Ukraine and you don't support Vladimir Putin, your president, um, and the you know who's been arrested. And the Russian athletes, understandably, went, no, we're not going to do that. And so they called off the event. They just cancelled it in Poland. Yeah. So there's been many events um, cancelled. So France, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Finland have cancelled fencing competitions rather than having to accept competitors from Russia. Poland put those... Um, those conditions in place and then it wasn't workable. So that's very much this situation in Europe. It is quite volatile. And when you're looking at the Olympics next year, these are qualifying competitions, Mm. right, that kind of do Mm. need to take place to then rank people in the Olympics. So it is is quite, you know, it, it does as well kind of set expectations for them. If this conflict is still ongoing next year when the Olympics are happening... How do they proceed and what do they do? At the moment, they're saying that, you know, neutral athletes should be allowed into the Olympics, but what does that look like? Because Poland was going, well, except neutral athletes who don't support this occupation. And clearly that's not a neutral stance to these athletes. That's very personal and they're not going to support that. Well, of course it's not neutral. I mean, mm. if they go back to Russia or if they've got family anywhere in Russia, they'll be, you know, persecuted, targeted mm. exactly. by the military, not like just by sort of vigilantes, like literally by the state. Mm. Exactly. Neutrality is inherently not neutral if, exactly. you're having to, if you're having to make that statement. This is also something we're reconciling with in... Um, in Australia. So we had the Australian Open mm. a couple of months ago and um, here in Australia we were very much our policy was Russians can compete but they can't they can't compete under the Russian flag. They're not it's going from to be a neutral Russia, yeah. flag. Yeah. It was they're just like from, a white box is, if I yes. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, they're competing under a white flag. Yeah, which also happened at the Olympics because of Russia's doping thing. Yes. Yeah. Doping thing, doping scandal. 
Lots just going a little on. thing that lots yeah. going on. N- yeah. Honestly, not not important compared to which is crazy. You yeah. wouldn't think you'd be saying that about the Olympics. I know. The thing is, though, that was what was applying to the players. The spectators were still very much, um, you know, there was that controversy about some players wearing a Z symbol on their, um, you know, wearing that symbol, which is a reference to the ongoing military conflict in in Ukraine. That is what. Russia calls their special military operation in Ukraine is the Z oh, right. symbol. Okay. So going to the Australian Open and having that and wearing that is well, it's definitely not neutral. That's not neutral. It? So yeah. it's very much it's something we've had to reckon with here. Also something that, and this is bringing it back to Europe, Eurovision will have to reckon with. Not sport, but something oh, I'm very into. The real battleground. The real battleground. Um, they're, not, they're not in this year's competition. Uh, yeah. Eurovision was last won by... Ukraine, uh, so it's being held in the UK in May, which will be oh, exciting wow. for the UK yeah. because the UK never wins Eurovision, so they get no. to <laughs> they get to feel included, they get to be a part of it. Sounds like a skill issue to me. It, it very much is, but that's a different that's a different show. That's a different show. Um, but that has also been right. The sporting side of it has been very new because before the military occupation, there was the doping scandal. And so that's why Russia was excluded. And they didn't have to reconcile this specific issue where now that's coming to the arena. Eurovision and these cultural contests where the doping hasn't been an issue, they've been reconciling with this issue and reckoning with it for a lot longer. So as far back as 2017, when Eurovision was hosted in Ukraine, the Russian um, representative was actually banned from that competition because she had performed in Crimea by travelling from Russia and not through Ukraine. So acknowledging Crimea as part of Russian territory was annexed by Russia in 2014. So this has been going on for at least six years in the cultural sphere. It's a new uh, issue for the sporting scene. And I think we'll just have to wait and see, like, where do they land on this? Because it's a very complicated question. Definitely. Wow, yeah. It's so tricky. There's just so much to consider. Yeah. And, like, it's sort of simple for us who can be, like... Easily, we can just say, you know, it is not a valid war. Like, you know, it's an invasion. It's yeah. illegal. Blah blah blah. It's easy for us to say, but when you get the competitors who are Russian or Ukrainian and like are actually at risk, it's just makes it so much harder. And as you said, Brady, we don't have family there. Exactly. Right. We don't live there. No. Yeah. It's Which a lot is... easier for us to talk about it. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. If you seem at all not for it, then bad stuff starts happening for yeah. you. Yeah. And speaking of the cultural sphere, there's either a conductor or a violinist in the classical music world, and now I can't remember who it is, but um, they've denounced Russia and they just they can't go back. Like, they'll never probably mm. be wow. back in Russia, um, even though there's a huge classical music world in Russia. You know, you've got the Bolshoi Theatre, all the ballet theatres, as well as, you know, all the actual orchestras, concert orchestras. So, you know from my part of the world mm. like it's affecting everything it's affecting eurovision classical yes. music like there are people who have been had gigs cancelled with major orchestras like i'm pretty sure there was one with the new york phil where the soloist was cancelled oh the gig with the soloist was cancelled because they supported um or didn't denounce this war yeah so but like what? as That's you say right fact. all of those opportunities <laughs> were lost and that musician can't return to mm. his country and that's why when you've got, you know, Poland asking these Russian athletes, well, to participate in our fencing competition, you have to denounce your government. Mm. 
it's a bit of a tough sell. It really is, absolutely. Speaking of a tough sell, we've got to justify to the hoist while we've gone a minute over time. So true. Oh, We're no. going to wrap it up right now. Alrighty. That's the season. I know. Got Good him. job, everyone. We have slayed this season, if you ask me. There are a few episodes missing. You've slayed missing. the season, Bridie. <laughs> Executive yeah, producer absolutely. extraordinaire. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Actually, I really do. Um, we are missing a few episodes online, but we're hoping we'll find to... Them. We get them back from the void. <laughs> um, that was a bit of a rough period in the middle of that. Anyway. We'll re-record them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a story for you, Freddie, but that's okay. Some Our live listeners will know what happened. But it was a bit of a train wreck with our interview with Matt Bark. All right. Anyway. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to represent for this season and for today. We've been your hosts, Lachlan, Freddie, Bridie, and Naya. Not here right now, but in very important to the show. She'll be back next season. Exactly. Please keep us up to date with what you thought of the show on our socials. I'm going to do an Instagram feed post today. Big Whoa. Let's go. <laughs> what? Um, catch up on any of our old episodes or hear this episode again on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And remember to stay political. You're listening to Sin. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast where young people run the show.